This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I just have one question. Is this our new normal? Uh, what are you trying to it's a do? simple question. Live from Studio C. Senior. You know what it is? Dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Kicking off a brand new week. We're running out of weeks this year. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Cops who refuse to enforce idiotic COVID laws. Hey, Hanson, I see you got a haircut. Legal haircut? And a place that was open. And you got it this weekend because you know they're closing today, right? Yep. Closing today. We heard a number of places over the weekend that were like crazy busy because they're shutting down at midnight last night. Yeah, I need a little higher cut myself. I, I, I had the temptation the first go around of shutdowns to try to cut it myself and uh, resisted it, but I'm really, I'm thinking I could probably do a good job. Go George Clooney, do the Floby. He's so damn handsome, he could do anything he wants. Me, I'm, I'm a monster. <laughs> um, yeah, the state we live in, uh, shutting down uh, haircut places again and nail salons and whatnot, man. And think how many, on a, on a regular year, how many people get their nails done, haircut, hairstyled, that sort of stuff, and all the Christmas parties they go to. Now, I don't know the Christmas parties are happening anyway, but, uh, man, that's got to be a big chunk of of a year's revenue that happens right there. Oh, heck yeah. Now, Jack, you are unhaired, but the rest of us know if you realize, oh, man, I need a haircut during December, good luck. Oh, really? Because everybody's getting gussied up. Oh, yeah. really? So it's it's uh, it's the, the a, a giant chunk of their revenue per year, probably. Absolutely. Nail salons are full. The gal's getting their uh, red and green nails done with a, perhaps a little sparkle for the season. Now, Jack, what do you do? You just go down to the body shop when they're buffing out a fender and say, hey, well, <laughs> just, just hit, hit me with that real quick and I'll be on exactly. my way. Well, any turtle waxes his dome in between those treatments. Two seconds on that and I'd be fine. <laughs> I've been cutting my own hair for uh, 30 years. Yeah, thirty years. just about 30 years. I haven't spent a cent on cutting hair. Which do you is just use like fantastic. a traditional razor? Do you like to use a like you bick it as they say? Uh, no, that's uh, to to the skin. I find to be uh, on white guys. I find to be uh, not that not the perfect look. Some guys can pull it, preferred, huh? Some guys can pull it off, but uh, yeah. Uh, no, I got a like a, a, a trimmer sort of thing, but it's cheapo. You know, buy it at the CVS. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you have hair, it's uh, it's important. You got to get the uh, the ratios correct. Relationship between the side hair, the top hair, the back hair. It's, just, <laughs> it's very complicated. I was at the Christmas tree farm yesterday. We got our Christmas tree. And man, that place was packed like I've never seen it before. And I think it was because people are concerned that it's going to close down if you don't get there yesterday. Well, yeah. yeah. We'll be discussing the closures and the reaction to them around America. That's why um, I asked the question, is this our new normal? Uh, I was telling I, my kids over the weekend, because they're really, really sick of this. Oh, and we had, you know, a number of Christmas things that have been canceled and aren't going to happen this year. And they're, they're, they're realizing, oh, yay, even more suckiness after putting off uh, delight all year long. Um, right. Even more suckiness now. Um, uh, I was telling them, and, and my son was saying, this is never going to end. And I said, it's actually going to end. The vaccine is what's going to end this. That is going to change things. Hallelujah. Um, and that's dribbling out starting, what, this week, I guess. In yeah. some places. And back to normal by late spring, early summer, mid-summer, late summer. Depends on who you ask. Mm -hmm. Although the percentages, the, some of the polling on the percentages of people that are going to get it, you can have the vaccine but it don't do nothing if people don't get the vaccine, if they don't show up and take it. 
Right. Now, I, I saw a headline. I haven't dug into the article that there's been a 10-point rebound in number of people who, who are willing to take to the, the thing. good? To the good, yeah. yeah. Okay, I hope that's true. Yeah. Um, I saw a survey over the weekend that half of uh, New York firefighters said they wouldn't take it. Ooh, that's, that's not good. They're, you know, first in line. Oh! Oh! Ah, uh, yeah, not good. Not good. No. Well, it won't do us any good if people don't take it. Well, or if not enough people take it anyway. If I take it, it'll do me good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I want everything to open up and get back to normal. Man, there's part of me, and uh, those of you who have suffered terribly, yes, I know. I absolutely understand the weight of what I'm saying. But there's part of me that wants to, uh, you know, just go ahead and roll the dice. Just get it. Oh, I've got an interesting article on that. And, and, um, and get over it like 95.9 people at my age do without any serious illness. Um, and, and then I'd, I'd feel like I have superpowers. Man, I'd go everywhere. I'd do everything. No mask for me. I saw an article on that, uh, on people's just the psychology of it. We, we just, as a, uh, as a species, kind of just decided, okay, that's enough of me being this careful. I'm just not going to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're going to look at it all from, a, from a, um, you know, a real scientific standpoint, whatever you were doing back Several months ago, you should be doing now because, I mean, it's it's really bad a lot of places. Right. But people but, aren't for the most part because they're just like, you know, I, I, I just said I'm, I'm, done, I'm done with this. Right. Well, a couple of things. Number one, we've learned a fair amount. So you've, the last time around was the uh, uh, reaching around blindly in the dark. Uh, shutdowns, although some idiotic governors who will not be named uh, for a few minutes anyway are uh, a- absolutely every bit as ham-handed. Uh, but the other thing is ham human hands. ham hands. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> you'd, you'd be constantly tempted to chew off a thumb. <laughs> I'd be sitting in traffic chewing on my hands. <laughs> oh, boy. Absolutely. Uh, but the, the other thing is, <laughs> unlike idiotic uh, county and state health officials, uh, real human beings look at all this stuff holistically. They look at their whole life. You know, uh, uh, joy, connectedness, activity, learning, need to l- earn a living, just a hundred different things. Whereas the, you know, the, the, the obsessive, the monomaniac health authorities, all they think about is COVID to the exclusion of all else, which is part of the reason you see them flouting their own regulations. But the rest of us were making right. yeah, exactly. well-rounded decisions. Um, we, you got to have a life, man. Giuliani's got it now. Giuliani's got the vid. I he's, heard that. And he's an old man. Crazy old man. If and, you I, and I doubt he's super healthy. Uh, but uh, he, says, he seems pretty vigorous. He's going to need all his energy as he's continuing to do his thing. But anyway, yes. um, let's introduce everybody in the squad to start the show. And then we'll get on to the uh, show proper, which is uh, catching up on the news and all that sort of thing. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing okay. I, we got the Christmas tree also, Jack, uh, mm. this weekend, and unfortunately, I, I bought it uh, kind of sight unseen. It was wrapped. I got a good price on it, and so we took it home and that's unwrapped a, it. That's a, you bought a sight unseen well, Christmas tree. That is utterly unprecedented. Yeah, I don't know how that I works. Not, speakers it, in a van I could sell you <laughs> if you're interested. It was wrapped up, but it would have been too much trouble to unwrap it and see what it looked like completely, so... Uh, but it at a warehouse club. Okay. And uh, so they had a big bin of them, but the price was right. Mm-hmm. So I went, got it home, and um, realized that it wouldn't fit into the stand because one of the things you get at the tree farms is they cut it properly at the bottom. Yeah. So I, I had to do that. I had to cut off some branches, do that myself. So it was a lot of labor, and the six-foot tree went down to four feet. <laughs> so 
He's got a beautiful four-foot tree now. Merry Costcomus. Yeah. <laughs> so. I had the opposite situation. They usually cut off the bottom and put the stand on properly, but uh, they were really busy yesterday. I don't know if they just... So there was like a foot and a half of this uh, the, the stump at the bottom that they normally would have cut off, so we got a bigger tree, and they didn't cut it off, and the tree is way too big for our house. Whoops. And if I cut off as much as needs to be cut off, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a tabletop. I mean, it's mm. going to be the middle of the tree. You just got to tip it 45 degrees <laughs> yeah. to fit it under the ceiling. You got to get the star on there or there, you know, come on now. You know, we Michael, have, we have the Jesus star on our tree. So uh, well, I think bring on you. the artificial trees, I think, from mm. now on. Uh, Michael, never buy a pig in a poke. It's an ancient expression. A poke is a bag. Never buy a pig in a bag. Never buy a tree in a bag. You got to examine the damn thing. I thought this should, might be the year that at least one of my kids was hardy enough to do the cutting down the tree, and I could stand and watch. But uh, they didn't make it very far <laughs> before their little arms got tired. And, oh, yeah. uh, there I am, uh, risking an HA down on my hands and knees, sweating and breathing hard. <laughs> thinking, I hope I don't keel over. They'll remember it forever. Yeah, Muttering. that would be a Christmas to remember. <laughs> Muttering about grip strength or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Millennials. <laughs> video games. His last words were, if you didn't spend so much time playing video games. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you cutting down trees on Minecraft. This is a whole different deal, isn't it? With a real song. <laughs> <laughs> Get back in the car. <laughs> There's positive Sean. His smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Uh, I, I, It was brought to the, the front of my mind, the, hearing the discussion of, of haircuts. I don't believe I have had a haircut since 2099. It, uh, 19, 2019. What year is it? I'm I'm lost. Time is a flat circle. No, since last year, I haven't. This is the longest I've ever gone without a haircut. Well, yeah, you, you you look a little uh, wander down the highway. Oh, okay. oh yeah, no. And there are no shortage of people in my life that love to remind me of this. Um, my beard is also getting a slightly bushier than usual too, so I think that's kind of playing into it too. I'm 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 letting myself go. I feel like oh, I, I feel yes. like this is a cry for help of some sort. You're not I, collecting full, sh- shiny go things, are you? Full mountain man. Go full wandered out of the hills after 50 years. You got any spare change? You're not collecting shiny things in a shopping cart, are you? You didn't finish that. <laughs> Get yourself like an old miner's hat and go uh, go like old-timey. Go Western-themed. One of those blown-out cigars on the end. Just <laughs> Exactly. I think yes. he goes with the, the, the camo jacket, just kind of the vaguely <laughs> claiming you're a military something. Fake vet yeah, exactly. bomb. Yeah. This is why I'm this way. That's, that's one choice. <laughs> it seems to be a popular choice. Yeah. Um, the, you know, POW vet or whatever. You're 35 years old. <laughs> um, I'm Jack Armstrong. On, he's Joe Getty on this Monday, December 7th. Speaking of the military, it's uh, Pearl Harbor Day, which we talked about at my house yesterday. The year 2020, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. Let's vaccinate you against the lies of the mainstream media. Precisely according to FCC rules and regulations, the show begins at Mark. While the governor's office and the state has threatened action against violators, the Riverside County Sheriff's Department will not be blackmailed, bullied, or used as muscle against Riverside County residents in the enforcement of the governor's orders. How fascinating is this? God bless this great country. But it's really interesting, isn't it? Yes. I mean, there's a lot of elected officials uh, um, and public officials involved, and you've got one crowd that's all about shutting down these various things in the name of what is obviously right to anybody with a brain. But then other people with the power to actually shut it down are saying, no, we're not going to make people do that. Right. And in theory, they all have the same job, you know, a public service. 
Yeah, it's it's. I'm trying to think. There have been very few instances like this in my lifetime. I don't remember one where a branch of government or the executive branch has overreached to the extent that their foot soldiers, the, the police, are saying no, we're not enforcing that. I mean, there have been some gun laws, like in Oregon, Washington State. Right. That's uh, right. There have been a couple of those. I'm trying to think a few other, like uh, federal grazing stuff. Your Malheur uh, wildlife, but um, yeah, this is this is wild, and it's multiple sheriffs in multiple states yeah. saying no. This uh, we will not have a hand in this. And you know, if you have too much of that, obviously, it's a breakdown in in oh, democracy. Sure, that's why it's interesting. Well, right. I mean, if your if your quarterback is giving the finger to the offensive coordinator as he's calling the plays, and you have a problem on your team, uh, so uh, uh, although you know. If if that's happening, you already have a problem on your team. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if if, uh, if your coordinator, the governors, are calling for things that are indefensible, the players ought to revolt. And so far, the governors that I, that I'm aware of have just kind of ignored those statements from sheriffs and haven't gone with any stronger. You know, if you don't fulfill the mandates, we're going to something or other. I haven't heard any challenges like that. I wonder if we're headed down that road at some point. Well, I have a couple of statements uh, from pretty, pretty Gavin Newsom and his health guy that make it pretty clear that they, A, have no idea what they're doing, and B, have no intention to figure it out. I mean, it's just awful. Um, I'm sure mailbag floundering. Looks, I'm sure mailbag looks fantastic oh, on Monday and everything like that. And we've got a bunch of news to get to. That's all in the way. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Short on time, but when we come back, also we'll uh, get into various places where uh, sheriffs are saying, no, we're not going to enforce the new orders. That's and the sheriffs are out and proud saying exactly why. Yeah, okay. yeah it's quite a moment. Mailbag. Mm-hmm. Here's your freedom love and quote of the day, continuing our series with Marcus Aurelius, the Roman Empire. These are a little more uh, self-helpy than, than political, but that's okay. I quoted I like- him when I spoke at my uh, grandfather's funeral. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his quotes. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, here's to your, your granddad. Uh, it is not death that a man should fear, but he should fear never beginning to live. Mm. Mm. Think about that. Are you living, my friends? Are you, are you afraid to begin living? I like this one, too. If it is not right, do not do it. If it is not true, do not say it. Don't think about it any more than that. Moving along to the correspondence proper. For positive, Sean, satisfactory is great. The video game where you build stuff. But if he wishes to build truly staggering and complex factories, there's only one true path. Factorio on Steam. It's the third highest rated game of all time on Steam. Uh, P.S. The game is more addictive than heroin and eight hours can disappear without noticing. He has been warned. Factorio. Factorio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, huh. yeah, it's a similar concept, just different lens. Like Factorio is, uh, you're essentially manipulating an overhead map. The satisfactory game I'm playing is a first-person view where I'm I'm the person building all this stuff. Nice. But, uh, but very similar style games. Yeah. If only we had time for more of this discussion. <laughs> but moving along. 
Uh, guys, I follow a lot of conservatives on Twitter, including Congressman Kevin Kiley, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show. I've noticed that Twitter has started to censor replies to a lot of posts from him and other conservatives. I've included an example. It shows a reply to a post regarding Gavin Mussolini's lockdown. The reply states, why is he able to do that? Below the reply is a box from Twitter that states, show additional replies, even those that may contain offensive content. When you click on the box, the only response is the statement, because we have a Democrat supermajority. How is this offensive? Interesting. I've seen stuff like that on our account. Actually, you have to click on it because it might be offensive, and then it's completely innocuous. Uh, so I, I think that's probably a soft censorship. Old Jack Dorsey knows what he's doing. He has, uh, you know, levers big and small. Uh, we were talking about the PPP funds uh, not being targeted. Hey, guys, Al Anonymous writes, I really enjoyed the discussion. I can give you a real-world example. Uh, I'm a managing partner of a law firm with about 30 attorneys plus staff. Our firm does 17 to $18 million a year. Uh, revenue. Thankfully, our business was unchanged by the COVID restrictions. Everyone's working from home. Revenue is actually a bit higher this year. Hmm. Expenses are significantly less. Wow. We may have our most profitable year ever. Nevertheless, we received nearly a million dollars of PPP money that we didn't need. Wow. It'll go to holiday bonuses for the staff who work extra hard. That's interesting all the way around. They're more productive with people at home. It's another one of those stories. All right. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just don't think that it's something that falls in line with a law enforcement priority. We have many other responsibilities that we're dealing with. Uh, expectation, I think, is uh, not only unfair to law enforcement, to the residents of Orange County, but it's just unfair overall. I don't think it stands uh, the constitutional test. That is Don Barnes, the sheriff of Orange County, California. He went on. And I'm not sure that we ever want to be in a position where law enforcement operating with that uh, with that mission in mind to go out and right. arrest lawful residents of the county who are just trying to make ends meet and, and are doing so by following the rules. Yeah. Uh, the rules can't change week by week. And I think it's been very difficult for our constituents in Orange County throughout the state and the nation, quite honestly. Right. Uh, to keep well, redefining the way we operate. So is he speaking specifically of like people trying to have their businesses open as opposed to people, uh, you know, uh, frolicking about without masks? Uh, yeah, the uh, anti-frolicking ordinances are, uh, you know, have been on the books for decades, Jack. But uh, yeah, he's talking about making ends meet. So I think he means business owners. Primarily. Absolutely. How do you show up and you, you're, you're going to give a ticket to a guy who spent, you know, there's one particular example of a, a guy who spent $100,000 to try to meet the various guidelines so he could keep his uh, brew pub open. Right, And yeah. then they change the rules on you. Yeah. And, and you're going to go in as a sheriff and you know shut them down. And that guy exists times 10,000, depending on what state you're talking about, Cal Unicornia or, or Michigan or, or whatever. Um, uh, I tell you what, let's hear from uh, the Riverside County Sheriff. This is uh, clip 28, Sean. While the governor's office and the state has threatened action against violators, the Riverside County Sheriff's Department will not be blackmailed, bullied, or used as muscle against Riverside County residents in the enforcement of the governor's orders. 
That was part of a long-ish statement that we may play a little bit later on in which he calls Gavin Mussolini a hypocrite and says leaders don't threaten, bullies do, and the rest of it. Uh, and then one more clip before I get to some, uh, I mean, uh, absolutely d- d- delicious and low-calorie word salad from the government of Cal Unicornia. Uh, give me that bar owner in Southern California, Sherman Oaks. Uh, clip number 20, Sean. Now, the visual is this gal is distraught. She's pointing at her little outdoor restaurant seating. And right across the parking lot, I mean, it's it's 15 yards away, is a gigantic tented setup with bunches of tables for people to eat at, okay? And she explains. Go ahead. So this is my place, the Pineapple Hill Grill and Saloon. If you go to my page, you can see all the work I did for outdoor dining, for tables being seven feet apart. And I come in today, and I walk into my parking lot, and they set up a movie company right next to my outdoor patio which is right over here. Tell me that this is dangerous, but right next to me as a slap in my face, Mayor Garcetti and Gavin Newsom is responsible. And she she talks about how all of her employees are, are fighting to pay their rent and in desperate straits and the rest of it. And they shut her down while granting a movie company, uh, you know, a special permit to to build a facility 20 times the size of her little restaurant and no more uh, safely, which which brings us to the main point um, of this screen. Wow, that is so freaking maddening. And it, it, it gets back to I always complain about the tone, even if you agree with the governor or whoever, mayors or whoever, shutting this stuff down, they never have a tone that reflects what's at stake, like what you heard in that woman's voice. Everything she has in her life is invested in this. And they just kind of willy-nilly, close it down, open it up, close it down, cross a certain threshold, got to close it down, got to do the right thing, got to follow the signs. No empathy whatsoever for what's going on or yeah, understanding of how you're toying with people's lives. Yeah, and guys, let's re-edit that clip. That's way that's way too little. I mean, it's it's about her and her employees and and her desperation. So I want to let's attack that again, but <clears throat> so uh, Gavin Mussolini, who's the uh, dictator of California, was asked um, at a press conference, I think it was Friday, about outdoor dining, to the reporter's credit. Man, has he got to work on his sounding like he cares about people. He might be the worst at it of any politician I've ever heard. Yeah, he's Sounding terrible. like he cares about anybody. Even Gretchen Whitmer, who would you know build concentration camps and jail the millions, she's just a heartless, awful, hypocritical woman. At least she sounds sincere at times. Uh, but so the uh, the reporter asked the governor about outdoor dining. He replied, and I was looking for tape of this. I couldn't find it, so I'll read it to you. But he said, uh, that's a fair question. I appreciate it, and you're right. I do want Dr. Golly to speak more to that because it's fundamental in terms of the work we've been doing with local health officers, with our advisory committees, with some of our national uh, partners and advisors as well. Not just the conversations we're having internally, but the bottom line, John, is we want to mitigate mixing, period, full stop. We want to diminish the amount of mixing, and we really need to send that message broadly, and we need to create less opportunities for that kind of contact and extended time of contact that occurs in many of these establishments. That's why we're moving forward. Newsom cited zero data to support his order. If breakouts had been traced to restaurants, the state would likely have that evidence. Well, that Uh, evidence doesn't exist. I read enough articles about that over the weekend. 
Newsom simply wants to mitigate mixing and send a message, and he's crushing people's businesses to do it. So he drags up Dr. Mark Golly, I think that's how you say his name, California Secretary of Health and Human Services, and he said, uh, if, if anybody wants another helping a word salad, well, what we know is where you're not able to mask entirely or consistently, where they are indoors rather than outdoors, where... Physical distance is difficult to maintain. That each of those activities we've been talking about for months has relatively lower risk. You can do all the things we've discussed, but today they're a little more risky than they were a month ago. That's because we have more COVID in our communities, and it's able to transmit not necessarily more easily, but because we have more of it in our communities. Again, the government has zero evidence that outdoor dining has contributed to the spread of COVID-19. And all the, the, the director of this crap can come up with is, well, it's a little more risky. Now that, you know, the infection rate's a little higher or significantly higher. And and the really insane part is, and uh, who's, who wrote this piece I'm looking at? Josh Blackman, who's a terrific writer. Um, he points out that all of this stuff in the idiotic, the indefensible closing of playgrounds for kids, outdoor playgrounds. Okay, so now you've driven... Playgrounds the- are closed, parks are not. I'm not exactly sure what the distinction is. So now you're driving kids inside. Yeah, I know. You're Sean, driving the what? parents inside. What? Yeah, I went to a whole bunch of different articles because I was trying to figure out, can I take my kids to the playground tomorrow? Playgrounds are closed, strictly closed. Parks are open. Let's understand this, people. So now kid, move along. Feed ducks at the pond, but I can't go on the slide. I, I guess. The kids aren't vectors. The kids don't get really sick. Let the kids get exercise and play outside. And it's been pointed out that, you know, and there are a hundred examples of this. If you squeeze a little too, too hard, you know, stuff comes out between your fingers if you forbid people from gathering which is a desperate human need especially after nine months right if you prevent them from gathering outdoors in the open what are they gonna do gavin you jackass well they're gonna obey my edicts even if they're arbitrary and stupid they're gonna pay ready or not no they're gonna sit alone in their homes away from their friends and family no, I guess not. they'll go to the French Laundry. No, what they'll do <laughs> is gather inside where they can't be seen. God, this leadership is so terrible. It's really embarrassing. So, um, I don't know. Uh, we're all human. We all fall short sometimes. I'm sure there's all kinds of legal uh, wranglings over this sort of thing going back centuries. If if the if the police or sheriffs won't enforce these laws that the governor you know puts in place, what then what can he do if he wanted to? I'm sure there's something out there. If from if the I past. if I were a parent of little kids at this point, my kids are grown. I would go to the park. I would pull the tape aside. My kids would play on the playground. Awesome. And if the cops came, the cops would come. And if they ordered me off, uh, ordered the kids off, I suppose we'd leave. Just out of respect for them, they're doing a tough job. But we'd be back the next day. Do um, it, folks. We do got, it. We got this text on what authority can sheriffs choose not to enforce laws? Sanctuary cities comes to mind. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah, I don't oh. know. I'm, I'm sure at some point the governor has the power to do something, but that would be politically a nightmare, um, obviously. Uh, yes. Yeah. You know, um, I haven't. I don't want to flog this thing to death, but I want to talk about it more later. But a point was made by one commentator that uh, Gavin Newsom is threatening to withhold state funding from counties that don't comply with okay. his idiotic and arbitrary mandates. There you go. Um, well, he cried like a baby 
when the Trump administration said, well, if you're not going to enforce immigration law, we're not going to give you federal immigration uh, money mm-hmm. uh, to, to enforce it. If you're not. And oh, he just he just wet his pants over the unfairness of that. Now he turns around and does it. If there is a bigger dip as governor in America, please point them out to me. Things are so all over the place and, um, you know, political pressure goes different directions. I hope uh, I hope it starts traveling east to west. So in New York City, the political pressure built up enough that they finally had to give on the whole school thing. New York City's reopened elementary schools in the midst of a worsening outbreak. I mean, there's if they were going to go with the with the, the standards they'd had before, they've got good reason to do it because the numbers are pretty bad. The decision to reopen schools reflects changing public health thinking around in-person schooling, particularly for young students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got plenty of data out there, if you believe in data and science, to show that it's okay. So how, how do you explain so much of the rest of the country where yeah. they have not opened the schools yet? That new thinking existed before the election, too, but it had to wait till after the election, as we all know. By the way, and we'll get away from this for a while, but a quick uh, Corona update on... Oh, hey, 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 before we do that, i got to hit this with the schools. Um, the Chicago's Teachers Union... Uh, they tweeted, then deleted it, but screen captures are forever. The the actual union, third largest school district in the U.S., tweeted, the push to reopen schools is rooted in sexism, racism, and misogyny. Okay. Okay. You, you know what? I, wow, that is, that is absolutely unbelievable. You should not be in charge of anything dealing with kids. The push to reopen schools is parents who's how have kids who are miserable and aren't learning anything. Right. That's the push to reopen schools. kids of color in urban oh areas. Oh, my God. And the Chicago's Teachers Union, the push to reopen schools is rooted in sexism, racism, and misogyny. I wish they you, ought to disband oh, that GD union right that now. That is so awful. More people ought to realize that a lot of the teachers unions and the people at the tops of them, they don't, they care less about kids than anybody you know. Oh, yeah. And they're in charge of the teachers' unions. And they really do not care about children. It's yeah. uh, it's unconscionable. I honestly, and I uh, this is said as hyperbole a lot, I honestly wonder how they sleep at night, how their conscience doesn't get to them. Wow, this is really terrible what we're doing to little kids right now because there's no science to back it up. And they're not learning and they're miserable and now they're starting to commit suicide. Boy, yeah. how do we keep doing this? Well, it gives us more power. Conscience wow. is a living thing, and they've killed theirs. Wow. Yeah. One quick note on the coronavirus so we can take a break from it. Um, the, I like the rolling average because it gives you better than day-to-day numbers, but the rolling average, 14-day rolling average of deaths is up 48%. Uh, In the, the, nationwide, the 14 days. Nationwide. 14-day rolling yeah. average from day-to-day. It's up 40, 48%. I mean, it's it's climbing fast. It was up 38 yesterday. So it's it's on a it's on a, a trajectory. Jeez, Louise! I know it's it's not good, and we're I, better I, at treating it. I got friends in the Midwest who are telling me, "Oh, it's just everywhere. Everybody I know has got it." Wow! Yeah, I know it's something. Hospitals are filling up too. It's the dreaded uh, curve that we were all discussing back in April. Yeah, yeah, March, I guess, has happened now. Anyway, yeah. we got some other things that we need to tell you about. Um, uh, news that happened over the weekend. Uh, a pretty good weekend. A lot of Christmassy stuff. It was fun. Glad to hear it. A lot of things I thought we were going to get for Christmas, though, are really hard to find. And and you can't get it shipped to you in time because everybody's shipping everything. So everybody's website says, the uh, order today if you want it before Christmas. Or the website says you will not get this before Christmas. Oh, boy. It's almost impossible. 
Wow. Well, the the Armstrong and Getty store, uh, Hanson, is saying we can still, still get swag to you in time for Christmas. The uh, the A&G masks flying off the shelves. The excellent A&G sports bra. Oh, I need that. The T-shirts, hoodies, a I really it, need the sports bra. If you are a Cal Unicornian and you don't have a Cal Unicornia T-shirt, uh, you're you're a fool. You're, I hate to be insulting, but uh, go to armstrongandgetty.com. Helps to pay the guys. We'd appreciate it. Speaking of sports, you see that second story in 60 Minutes last night about college sports programs? That was pretty interesting, among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. That is in the catalog that he just sold. Because he didn't write this. It's only the songs he wrote. So Bob Dylan has sold all 600 of his written songs. I actually was surprised that that number was that low. Um, that include like the 19-minute JFK song? <laughs> but for, for $300 million, he sold the whole thing. And I don't know what's going on with music right now, because Stevie Nicks sold her entire catalog of all the Fleetwood Mac songs she wrote, including the one with the guy in the skateboard with grape juice. Um, uh, She sold that for $80 million, her entire catalog, which I'm kind of surprised that Bob Dylan's only worth three and a half times what Stevie Nicks is worth in terms of the catalog. But anyway, but is there is there something happening that I don't know about the consolidation of something or other? I think it's. Probably just classic rockers uh, who who are taking a look at the calendar and realizing if they're going to cash in, they ought to do it now before somebody else does. I better cash out now. My rotten kids are going to get all the money. <laughs> My no rotten good. kids. They didn't write a damn thing. <laughs> actually, actually, Jacob Dylan's written some really good songs. Come to think um, of it. What was I going to talk about? I don't even remember what I was going to talk about. What did I tease? Uh, college uh, sports? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Minutes? That's what I was going to uh, talk about. Um, we got some interesting COVID stuff coming up uh, next hour. Sp- specifically, Joe Biden, who I actually do want to unite the country, um, said something just completely out of line about the, 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 the Trump administration's COVID response. I apologize uh, for yeah, that. And it, yeah, it was, you ought to, you old dope. We'll get into that later. That was disrespectful. I'm sorry, Mr. President-elect. The, se- the second story on 60 Minutes last night was about disappearing college sports programs all across America. And it was uh, kind of interesting. I was uh, unaware of this. If you're not a big-time bringing-in-money program like, you know, the big football program in a lot of schools or, or, or basketball, they're just going away. For instance, they featured a guy who's a, a gymnastics coach, men's gymnastics. And when he got into men's gymnastics, uh, when he was in college around 1980, there were 150 universities in America that had men's gymnastics programs. There are now 13. Wow. For instance. Wow. Uh, and that's, I was surprised a, a buddy of mine, his son, went to a major American university and it was a gymnast, but it was a club sport. Self-supporting yeah. club. Yeah. It, it, um, well, my question was, is that a bad thing? Uh, I, I, as I was watching the whole thing, I, 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 you know, I've got this thing I, where I believe we got to tear down the entire university system. I wish we could just close them all down and start from scratch, we, you know, with an open mind of if you're going to build a system to educate people post high school, how would you go about it? 
and start from freaking scratch. I think that would be great. Um, Because, you know, all of it was seen as a horror that they don't have these major sports programs for various sports anymore. Do you, what role does that play in the education? I don't know. I need to be convinced of this. Well, I think Is there a reason why it just being a club where people play sports is not good enough? Or I don't know. You could make the argument that as there are different kinds of intelligence... Sure. From from musical to intuitive to mathematical to athletic, um, encouraging and training excellence in athletics is legitimate for a university. I can see that wouldn't argument. There be be a, wouldn't there be a private something or other spring up that would take care of that? For all the best girl swimmers in America, you'd all go to this thing and, and well, pay there, way less than you're paying to go to a super expensive college? Yeah, there already is that, come to think of it. I don't know. That's a really interesting question. I'm not, I've never I'm not thought positive about that I'm right about that, but I just, you know, why why is this all tied together at all? And they're talking about the various, you know, giant basketball and football programs where the coach makes $12 million a year, and this is how much money is at stake, and the mm-hmm. pride of the university is on the line. Okay. And it it's all gets down to why are they eliminating the programs? You know why. Because they don't have the money for them anymore. <laughs> You're, you're charging more than you've ever charged by far. I mean, it's increased tenfold since we were in college, uh, but you don't have enough money to have the sports you had then. Yeah, and, I was uh, I was actually going to get into that very topic uh, in, in terms of canceling student loans, which uh, old Liz Warren and Chuck Schumer are jabbering about. But it's because universities are incredibly bloated now. They are giant, fat, obese, bloated bureaucracies. Only 13 universities with a men gymnastic program, 150 of them, you know, uh, as recently as 1980. Mm. For better or worse. Um, much more to talk about. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty.